This is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. everyone. Welcome back. Today we are going to be talking about the Haunted Mansion. We're going to talk about the history of the attraction and all the backstories of your favorite characters. Let's get started. If you're like me, the Haunted Mansion is one of your very favorite attractions. This is the perfect time of year to talk about it. So the history of the Haunted Mansion is pretty interesting. The idea for the Haunted Mansion precedes Disneyland. So at the time they were planning on building it, it was supposed to be located across the street from the studios. So before they even had the idea for Disneyland, they were planning on some variation or version of the Haunted Mansion. In 1951, the first known illustration of the park showed a Main Street setting with green fields and a western village and a carnival. And Disney legend Harper Goff came up with a black and white sketch of a rundown manor perched on top of this hill that overlooked Main Street. Well, Walt loved this sketch, and he assigned Imagineer Ken Anderson to create a story based off of this picture. Plans were made for a New Orleans land in the small transition area between Frontierland and Adventureland once Disneyland got underway. A few weeks later, New Orleans Square appeared on a souvenir map along with a thieves market, a pirate wax museum, and a haunted house walkthrough. So the Haunted Mansion was originally supposed to be a walk-through attraction. Anderson was determined to come up with the perfect facade for the Haunted Mansion. He researched New Orleans and old plantations and came up with a spooky manor house that was overgrown with weeds, had boarded up windows and doors, full of bats, and was obviously very haunted. Disney hated the idea of having something so run down in his beautiful park. While he was visiting San Jose, California, he went to the Winchester Mystery House. Walt was enthralled by the mansion and the stairs to nowhere. It had elevators and doors that opened up to blank walls, and he loved it. So he went back to Anderson with his new ideas. Anderson took these ideas and started to come up with some stories to go along with their new mansion. In 1961, announcements were given out at Disneyland's main entrance announcing a 1963 opening of the Haunted Mansion. We know that the Haunted Mansion didn't actually end up opening until 1969, but we'll talk about that more later. Construction began and the exterior was finally completed in 1963. Disney and the Imagineers settled on a beautiful exterior to complement the rest of the park. Disney is famous for saying that they would take care of the outside and he would leave the ghosts and spooks to take care of the inside. So Raleigh Crump began designing things like coffin clocks and melting candlemen and mirrors with faces, man-eating plants, all kinds of spooky things that they 
were going to put in the new Haunted Mansion walkthrough attraction. They had plans to make a sort of entrance area that they were going to call the Museum of the Weird that would house all this stuff. There were also plans underway for a restaurant that would be part of the Haunted Mansion, kind of like the Blue Bayou is part of Pirates, which I think would have been amazing. Can you imagine if we had a Haunted Mansion restaurant? Oh my gosh, that would be incredible. I'm kind of sad that's one of the plans that didn't work out. We could have had all kinds of different dining rooms to eat in, kind of like they do at Be Our Guest at Disney World. There could have been a ballroom dining room, maybe a graveyard dining room. All the windows could have had that rainy, stormy effect to make it seem like we were in the middle of a big storm. And all the waiters and waitresses could have had on the Haunted Mansion uniforms. Oh man, uh, it's a missed opportunity in my opinion. I wish that we had something like that, maybe someday. So anyway, Walt got Imagineers Raleigh Crump and Yale Gracie to kind of move forward with his Museum of the Weird idea, and he put them in charge of creating visual illusions for the attraction. And of course, they were thrilled to death and set to work right away creating all kinds of illusions. They were eventually given an entire warehouse for their creations. The story goes that one evening they forgot to switch off the mechanics and all of their creations before calling it a day. The cleaning crew was not amused and Crump explained, we got a call from personnel saying that the janitors requested that we leave the lights on in there due to the creepiness of all the audio animatronic ghosts and such. We complied but put motion sensors in the room that would extinguish the lights and turn on all the ghost effects when triggered. The next morning, we came in and found all the ghost effects still running and a broom lying in the center of the floor. Personnel called and said that the janitors would not be back. I love the story. Can you imagine being one of those janitors who walks into the dark warehouse and inadvertently trips the motion sensor and then all of a sudden you have all these things going off? <laughs> it would be terrifying. I don't blame them. I wouldn't go back either. So two of the main designers, Mark Davis and Claude Coates, could not agree on whether the ride should be frightening or enjoyable. Claude wanted a scary adventure while Mark thought the ride should be silly and fun. And in the end, I think we'd all agree that they both got their way. It's a good mixture of both. The ride narration was performed by Paul Fries as the ghost host. The theme song, Grin, Grim Grinning Ghosts, was composed by Buddy Baker with lyrics by X Atencio. The song can be heard in just about all areas of the rides with various tempo and instruments. Walt passed away in 1966, and after that, the Haunted Mansion project changed significantly. The Museum of the Weird walkthrough attraction was abandoned, along with the restaurant idea. Many Imagineers didn't like the idea of a walkthrough attraction because of its low capacity for guests. They needed an attraction to move as many guests through the ride as quickly as possible. A people eater, if you will. The solution, of course, was the Omnimover, or the famous Doom Buggy as we now know it. The cars could be rotated in any direction so Imagineers could control what guests saw and heard. The Haunted Mansion officially opened on August 12, 1969. The attraction was an immediate success and has been a fan favorite ever since. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the haunted history 
and backstories of some of our favorite characters from the Haunted Mansion. The ghost host is our first spook or spirit that we encounter when we enter the haunted mansion. He's our tour guide or our narrator throughout the whole experience. Now we don't have a depiction of him anywhere in the haunted mansion, so no one is really sure what he looks like. Disney's never given us an explanation for his character, but there's a couple of rumors. Number one is that he is Master Gracie. Rumors abound that the ghost host is actually Master Gracie, who is the owner of the house. Um, this rumor was kind of fueled on by the 2003 Haunted Mansion film by Disney with Eddie Murphy. In the movie, he is the man who hangs himself in the stretching room. The ghost host gives a clue that this might be true while we're inside the stretching room. Let's listen. Dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors, <laughs> which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. So at this point, the lights come on just enough that you can see a man hanging from the rafters that many assume is Mr. Gracie, the owner of the mansion. Um, the name Gracie is a tribute to Yale Gracie, one of the Imagineers behind the Haunted Mansion. Of course, there are some people who don't agree with this theory, and they think that the ghost host is just uh, maybe a butler or a caretaker of the mansion but no one any more significant than that. Our next character I want to talk about is Madame Leota. She is the floating head inside the crystal ball during the seance scene. Now, we don't know a lot about Madame Leota either. Why is she in the crystal ball? We have no idea. Um, but in 2001, I believe, in Walt Disney World, there appeared a tombstone... Um, outside the Haunted Mansion in the queue that reads, Dear Sweet Leota, beloved by all, in regions beyond now but having a ball. So this leads many people to believe that she was actually a close friend or possibly even a family member of one of the owners of the mansion at some point because she would have had to be close to someone that owned the mansion to be buried in their little family plot right outside the mansion. Next we've got the Hatbox Ghost. Now the Hatbox Ghost was original to the Haunted Mansion, meaning that he was there when they very first opened. 
Um, he was removed quite soon afterwards, though, because he was just not working as intended. The special effects just weren't going as planned, and he was breaking down quite often, so the decision was made to remove him. But, lucky for us, he was reintroduced back in 2015. So you can find the Hatbox ghost um, as you're leaving the attic scene. Many people assume that he was one of Constance Hatchaway's husbands because his head disappears from his shoulders and reappears in the hatbox. Most likely, it would have been Reginald Kane, who walks with a cane just like the hatbox ghost. And since we're talking about ghosts, we have to talk about the hitchhiking ghosts, which are a favorite of many, many people. Um, the hitchhiking ghosts' names are Phineas, Gus and Ezra. So Ezra is the tallest, Phineas has the suitcase, and Gus is the escaped prisoner. Now Disney has told us that they didn't come up with any of these names. These names were given to the ghosts by cast members and they have just kind of stuck. So now those are their names and if you ask anybody at Disneyland which is which, they'll be able to show you who is who. Um, the hitchhiking ghosts came about kind of from an urban legend. Um, I know you've all heard the ghost stories about the ghosts who follow you home, things like that. So that's how it came up. Um, as you're leaving the haunted mansion, the ghost host says they have selected you to fill our quota and they'll haunt you until you return. So as you're leaving, you look into a mirror and you can see one of the hitchhiking ghosts is sitting next to you and supposedly they follow you home and haunt you until you come back. Now, many people think that you don't see the hitchhiking ghosts until you reach the end of the ride, but actually, if you look closely, Gus can be found in the graveyard scene standing next to an executioner. We can't talk about Haunted Mansion characters without talking about the bride. Ever since Haunted Mansion opened in 1969, there's been a bride in the attic. Constance Hatchaway is probably the most famous. You may have heard of her referred to as the Axe Bride or the Black Widow Bride. She made her debut at Disneyland in 2006. In the attic scene, she's reciting wedding vows while discreetly brandishing an axe. The doom buggy moves you past five portraits of her murdered husbands. As you pass each portrait, the groom's head disappears. Her husbands are Ambrose Harper, Frank Banks, Marquis de Doom, Reginald Kane, and George Hightower. With each husband, Constance seems to get a little more wealthy, and you can see this in her wedding portraits. Each portrait, she's wearing another strand of pearls. The story goes that Constance's fifth husband was the owner of the mansion, which made her the owner after his death. This is backed up by the fact that Constance is holding a rose while posing next to her last husband. In the stretching room, we see a portrait of a much older Constance holding a rose as she sits on top of the tombstone of her late husband, George. I wanted to wrap up this podcast by talking about some fun and interesting facts from the Haunted Mansion. Um, on plenty of occasions, guests have actually attempted to spread ashes of loved ones on the ride. They are, of course, caught because there are cameras watching you at every moment you're at Disneyland, and then they have to shut down the ride for maintenance. Also, I found this very interesting. The stretching room goes different ways depending on 
um, which park you're in. So if you're in California or Paris, the floor descends down in the stretching room. If you are in Florida or Tokyo, the ceiling actually rises up. Somewhere around the summer of 1974, someone actually fired a gun inside the Haunted Mansion. Now, how they got a gun into Disneyland is beyond me, but it was 1974, so there you go. Um, Disney discovered a small hole in the glass in front of the ballroom scene, and this left them with a huge problem. The panes of glass are so large that in order to replace them, the roof would need to be taken completely off of the Haunted Mansion so they could get these giant panes of glass out and put new ones in. Um, obviously, this is not the best option for Disney or for the guests who would miss out on riding the ride while it was down for maintenance. So Disney decided to cover the hole by making a spider web and placing a fake spider over the top of it. If you look really closely as you're leaving the ballroom scene and heading into Madame Leota's room, you'll be able to see it. You know there are hidden Mickeys all over Disneyland and the Haunted Mansion is no exception. If you look closely at the ballroom scene, at the plates on the table, you may be able to spot one. And the last fun fact that I have for you is that Disneyland Park is the only park that transforms the Haunted Mansion into the Haunted Mansion holiday um, during the holiday seasons. Uh, I wanted to talk more about this, but I am totally out of time for today. So I think that needs to be its own podcast because there's actually so much information, so many fun facts about the Haunted Mansion holiday. So I think we're going to have to leave it there for today. Wrap this up. I hope you guys enjoyed learning more facts about the Haunted Mansion, a little bit of the history, perfect time of year for it, and I hope you enjoyed it. You can find me on Instagram at Mixin' Some Magic. You can find me also on Facebook at Mixin' Some Magic. And you can find my website, mixinsomemagic.com. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.